Hey, what's up guys? It's your boy, the Time Portal Guardian. Just wanted to invite y'all to the podcast. Hope you enjoy it. I can't stick around long. I've got dinner in the oven. Tonight we're having Metal Shields, one of my personal favorites. I pulled the ingredients out of my magical suit jacket. I'd invite you over, but only one man has the manpower to man up and enter my man cave. You understand, my man? Anyway, enjoy the show. and girls welcome back to the podcast gotta recap it's me one of your hosts santa claus i'm here with our other regular co-host brendan riley brendan welcome to the show my boy oh thank you (laughs) i don't know how i feel about this bit (laughs) what bit it's me old saint nick i've replaced the other nick that's usually on this show okay yeah 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 I was getting sick of that guy anyway. Brendan, have you been a good little boy this year? Uh, who's asking? None of your fucking business. Santa Claus, this is, this is kind of like half of my gig is making sure you're being good. And sure, yeah. <laughs> I guess I have the power to look this up. Hold on. Let me get out the the naughty and nice lists and check. Oh, oh, uh-oh. Well, okay. So Nick's here on the nice list. He's done great this year. Very proud of him. <laughs> Brendan, you, you've been a real bad boy this year. You're real. You're real sick fuck. What are we doing here? All right. Well, I got to go. Christmas is coming up. So I got to go check in on the elves and Mrs. Claus and sit down by the fire and watch next week's episode of Samurai Jack. We're big fans of the podcast, you know. Oh, good to hear. Keep up the good work, guys. Uh, I noticed, though, that you haven't left a review. Uh, Gotta go. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Was that Santa Claus? I don't know. Some homeless guy got into your apartment, I think. <laughs> that happens all the time. It's actually really a problem. I got to message my landlord about that. Hey, Brendan, what's going on? <laughs> Not much. How about you? I just finished watching up. I ask you how you are, and then I'm going to go on about myself. I just finished watching up a, ne- a new episode of Samurai Jack. Wonderful. I did the exact same thing. Uh, you know, speaking of that homeless Santa that was just in here, uh, Brendan, you know, this this episode comes out a few days before... Christmas time. So Merry Christmas to you, Brendan. Uh, Merry Christmas to all of our listeners out there who celebrate the holiday. Yeah. Hope you all have a good time with your Yule logs um, and the, and nothing else. That's all that I know. Yep. Yule log. That's like a big Swiss roll, right? They're delicious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, best or most exciting Christmas gift you received as a boy. Uh. You wake on Christmas morn. There's a, f- a fine package wrapped under the tree, and you tear it open. What's inside that's filling your heart with with merry delight? I got uh, my first computer for Christmas, and then we found out that our dad had installed um, internet cables in our room without us knowing, so Whoa. it would be ready for that day. Hell yeah. Yeah. That was pretty exciting. That's sick. That's very exciting. Do you remember what kind of computer it was? Just some big boxy uh, thing, I'm It was sure. an e-machine. 
something. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember the exact like model, but it was an e-machine running Windows XP. Yep. We had a similar setup going on with our first computer. It's a big moment, you know, the first yeah. computer. Although now the first computer is like an iPad in a three-month-old's hand. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, my niece is constantly on the iPad. That that moment doesn't exist anymore for the new generation. That's okay. We're getting old. She plays this game that's like Jerry's game from uh, Rick and Morty, where he's just popping balloons. Okay. Uh, but it doesn't even keep a score for her. It's literally just bubbles floating up on a screen and she pops them and like nothing happens. I'm like, kids, kids like this. <laughs> this is fun. Back in my day, the best balloon popping game was balloons. Yeah. Before it was a tower defense game. Even the tower defense games were good, too. You see, there's a new one. There's a versus one. Oh, my God. Well, I did not know a, this. It's a second it one. Uh, All right. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But you've piqued my interest. Yeah. Got to check it out. Christmas gift for me when I was like 12 or 13. This might surprise you, but I was such a big dork that I would carry around pictures of a Nintendo Wii that I had printed out. Like when they initially revealed the Wii, like the remotes, and they had like all the pictures of the different colored ones, like the green Wii and the red Wii and like Mm -hmm. all of these things that actually never actually came out. I would carry a picture of that around in my pocket at school and like take it out to show people like, look, it's going to be so sick. Look at these cool remotes. Motion control is the future. (laughs) Uh, I was a cool kid. And then did you did you get that Wii for Christmas? My mother waited outside of a of a Walmart at like 2 a.m. for multiple hours and got the very last Wii that they had at the store. So I'm eternally grateful for her getting me that that Wii. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, imagine if she sat outside the store at 3 a.m. for several hours and didn't get one. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm sure many people, people did, probably yeah. <laughs> did that day. Yeah. Um, a hot item, the Wii. In whatever year that was, 2006. I, I a couple days after Christmas, walked into a GameStop and walked out with a Wii. Mm. Uh, I got very lucky. And then they tried to tell me that I needed an adapter to plug in GameCube controllers. And I was like, you I absolutely do not. I don't think so. No. I'm like thinking back, did you? No, it, you, there's a little flap on top. You just flipped it up and then you can plug right, it straight right, into right, it. Right. Yeah. No, this guy the was trying to like sell great. me a, a pro controller or whatever the heck, the one that plugs into the bottom of the Wiimote. Yeah. I was like, I don't need that. You gotta love GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't go to them anymore, because this exact same thing still happens to this day. Because mm-hmm. they don't know anything. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, uh, all of our GameStop employee fans. Um, we really appreciate you. We <laughs> hope that this holiday season has not been absolute hell for you, with everyone trying to buy uh, PS5s and Xbox Series X. Uh, but I'm sure that that probably has been the case for you. So mm-hmm. you're you're doing the Lord's work out there. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Brendan, I'm now so full of of cheer. Uh, shall we talk about this very cheery episode of Samurai Jack that we both watched? Let's do it. Episode 32 of Samurai Jack titled Jack and the Traveling Creatures. Yep. Descriptive of most of the episode, but... Maybe not the most important part of the episode. I don't know. Yeah, it's like the first half, maybe a little bit more than the first half, but uh, definitely not the draw. I don't think <laughs> not the yeah the thing that you kind of remember at the end of it. Uh, Jack and the Traveling Creatures, an episode that like I've been very much looking forward to. I don't know if you remembered this episode 
at all. I vaguely remembered it. I remember the little characters early on uh, at, at the first you creature. Do? Yeah, the little like <laughs> pumpkin-headed looking guys. Of all the things, I'm very surprised by that. Yeah, and I remember the guy at the end. Um, okay. And that's about it. Everything else I didn't quite remember. Fair enough. Uh, it's an episode that at first, I mean, we'll talk about it, but at first seems like very mundane and you're not really sure where it's going. And then by the end of it, it's like one of the most significant episodes in Samurai Jack history. Oh my God, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was actually pretty stoked at the end of this one. Yeah, yeah. It's flooring, but we'll get there. Uh, first, we got to start the episode. Yeah, we got to get through all the bullshit first. <laughs> Uh, Jack and the Traveling Creatures, episode 32, uh, April 26th, 2003. That almost doesn't seem right in my notes because I'm pretty sure we were just working with 2002. Uh, yeah, November 2002. I'm pretty sure it was the last one. Hmm. Well, we'll get to the bottom of this. Uh, Jack and the Traveling Creatures, according to wikipedia.org, uh, came out April 26th, 2003. So from November to April is the jump that we just made. Cartoon Network kind of seems to do that sometimes, though. They'll like put shows on hold for a while. Um, yeah. Steven Universe, that was a huge thing with. They would put out like okay. three episodes and then it would go off air for like almost a year sometimes. That's true. I recall similar delays like that. This is just, yeah, surprising to me that they would do that kind of like mid season. Although, you know, I, don't, I guess that's a thing. Yeah. They'll just play reruns on their Friday afternoon things. Right. Was this around the time that they used to have the uh, the sticker collecting thing that they did online? You remember uh, that? That sounds so familiar to me. You had like a space and you could put all your character stickers in it and you'd have to earn like different ones by watching the, the Friday night lineup and get like a three piece code. It's the original me verse. Yeah, it's fun as hell. I miss it. That sounds really good. That sounds familiar and definitely like something I would have been into back in the day. I was always into like those stupid online gimmicks, even mm. like the McDonald's uh, Monopoly game. I would play oh, the yeah. online version of the game. I think I won a PSP wow. through that, which is, yeah, I know, fucking incredible. But then my internet cut out, and when I refreshed <laughs> my browser window, it was gone. Oh, no. Yeah. So I never got that PSP. <laughs> what a heartbreak. I'm like, I'm like 75% sure that I did win a PSP with Loco Roco, which I was like so excited to play, and then didn't <laughs> sorry right. disappointing sun scars never healed <laughs> but that's a story for a different day today we have to tell the story of jack and the traveling creatures yes no more delay <laughs> i have some other things i want to talk about if you <laughs> you know have the time oh i do <laughs> i don't uh okay the very first thing we hear in this episode is a man's voice saying thank you jack and he's thanking Samurai Jack for helping him out, helping their civilization out in some way. Uh, you know, it's another one of those instances. We don't know where Jack's been, what he's done, but he's done something good for, you know, the good guys. Mm -hmm. Thanking Jack for helping them and says that he will help Jack in return. And uh, the camera pans down over this big, beautiful city. And we can see Jack is being rowed away from the city in a gondola by a little lizard man who's dressed up like one of those Venetian gondola pilots. Mm -hmm. The little striped shirt and the hat. Yeah. It's very funny. He's good. Um, this this man is narrating basically the entire next scene, and he's instructing Jack on where to travel. We get this long montage of Jack walking through these various locations that are described to us. Uh, Brendan, the very first place that Jack goes is a city called Kojima. I noticed. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Um, 
You want to? Uh, all right, I'll workshop my joke. Uh, there's a little sign on a door that says Silent Hills, but the door is all boarded up, so you can't really go inside. <laughs> it's crossed out and it's got Death Stranding written under it. <laughs> uh, Jack uh, sees a snake slither by him and he jumps up in the air and goes, Snake! <laughs> uh, that's all I got. I could probably come up with some more, but we got we got stuff to talk about. <laughs> we'll edit them in later. Mm, probably. Uh, he's uh, yeah, in that city. There's a little alien man who leads him to like a tall mountain somewhere. Um, Jack climbs up that mountain. This is all being narrated by the same person who opened up the episode. Um, he climbs up that mountain and reaches like a very long natural stone bridge uh, and crosses that bridge into this mystical rainforest with like these towering waterfalls that are pouring down. And this cool music kicks in that feels like very late 90s, early 2000s kind of music, like it could have been in like a Tomb Raider movie or something. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'd give you that. Yeah. Good tunes kick in as this this voice is describing where Jack is and where he's going. You have entered the mystical land. A lake, a lake of great power. Your journey will start there. Jack's journey, he says, will start there. So this is just the start of Jack's journey. Yeah, we're just getting to the starting line here. (laughs) All of that was the preamble for the great, the great journey of Jack. The filler. (laughs) Right, exactly. Uh, Jack looks out majestically over this huge sparkling lake and there's islands in the distance on the other side of the lake and what he does is he walks straight into the lake <laughs> like like he was going to swim the whole way yeah you know he he's dedicated he'll do what he's gotta i think he probably could but like i don't know your first thought is swim like why not even take the effort to like try to make a boat he didn't even look around <laughs> no he's like well he just guess, went guess this is what we're doing now <laughs> he walks straight. I mean, I guess it's a good thing that he didn't go on a boat, but like, I just thought it was funny. It's like, all right, here I go. <laughs> uh, he gets about shoulder deep in the water and uh, the camera actually goes underwater and we're looking at Jack's feet walking along the rocky bottom uh, and he comes to like a drop off and leaps out to start swimming. But he instantly realizes that realizes that something is not right and his feet get like pulled under him and he gasps for air and then instantly crashes to the bottom of the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some kind of like weird, heavy gravity water stuff going on. I thought it was kind of a cool like trap surprise yeah. moment for Jack. It's a neat idea for sure. And the the resolution to it is pretty fun too. Yeah. Um, Jack is at the bottom of this lake. He's uh, struggling to like just claw his way across the lake bed to get himself free. And finally, he does burst free on the shore and just starts, like, sucking in as much air as he possibly can. Um, <laughs> he watches a fly land on the surface of the water, and the fly's legs, like, begin to shake, and then it just drops below the surface like a rock. Yeah. <laughs> Poor thing. R.I.P. That fly. Yeah. No more. Um, Jack doesn't really know what to do. He looks out across the lake and sees the islands on the other side. And he, he like kind of gives up immediately. Like he turns around ready to give up and walk away from the lake. So like first thought was swimming. That didn't work. I got nothing else. Fuck it then. Yeah. <laughs> Not worth it. 
Um, he starts to walk away, but then he hears a drum beat somewhere near him, and he sees this procession of little creatures walking toward the lake that apparently were memorable enough for you, Brendan, that you remembered yep. them all these years later. Yeah, there's something about their design just stuck with me. I couldn't tell you like anything about them at like when I saw them, but no. I was like, ah, yeah, those things, right. <laughs> <laughs> these guys, I remember these guys. <laughs> yeah. They're like these little like Jawas, basically. They're wearing like little hooded robes, but they have one big eye poking out from the mm -hmm. robe. And yeah, most of them are carrying drums and they're walking in a straight line towards the lake, which, as we know, is dangerous. And Jack panics and like rushes towards them to try to stop them from drowning. And uh, they do walk into the lake and they all get about waist deep. And then they start rhythm rhythmically like tapping their hands on the surface of the lake. Yeah. Um, Brennan, have you seen the new Dune yet? Not yet. No. <laughs> I ask you this every week, knowing the answer will still be no. Uh, that's okay. I'm pretty sure this was an an old Dune thing, too. This is not a new Dune thing, but, like, it reminded me of them using, like, the pulsers to call the worms. Summoning the, the worms, yeah. You gotta watch that new Dune. It's pretty good. <laughs> I want to. Just haven't got around to it. Almost certainly can't be in theaters anymore. Well, I don't know. Maybe it will. I, I bet I could find it online. <laughs> yeah, well, careful now. Don't admit anything <laughs> on this podcast. You don't want the feds to hear. I could find it online at a reputable source. <laughs> has the legal right to be playing it. <laughs> sure. And if not, I'll just pirate it. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, there's a large rumble uh, and a huge shadow approaches through the lake and the humped back of a giant beast breaks through the surface of the water and these Jawa people smile as this very large creature starts swimming towards them and uh, it's got like this long neck and big head that are skimming the surface of the water with its humped back, like sticking way up high into the air yep. behind it. This reminds me of two different things. The first one is, I think the character's name is Dory from uh, Super Mario 64. Yep. A hundred percent. And it reminds me of the shoe puff from Final Fantasy 10, which is like a giant elephant creature that you ride on. Okay. This one I'm not familiar with. Uh, it's a very small part of the game. It's not really like a, a big thing, but it's one that stuck with me because the character who introduces you is like, you want to ride the shoe puff? <laughs> and I absolutely do. Yeah, I do. Yes, please. <laughs> Forever and ever. Yeah. Yeah. This this creature approaches them and one by one, these little Jawa people, I'm just going to call them Jawas. It's yeah, easier for me. It's fair. Um, they climb up onto its head and up onto its back. And uh, one of them pauses and looks back at Jack and then looks like across the lake at the island on the other side. Um, it climbs aboard and Jack kind of realizes that this is really the only way to get across the lake somehow and uh, climbs up onto this creature as well. Um, the creature lifts its head up out of the water. It's got these big, huge, blank, yellow eyes and like a big, droopy, pink mouth. It's got like these tendrils coming. What would you call that? Right? I almost called it like baleen, like a whale has, but I don't think that's right. Uh, I would say something like that. Yeah, it's this like eldritch kind of abomination. Yeah, thing. a Cthulhu. It's got a Cthulhu vibe, but yeah. like a friendly. It's like if Cthulhu, you know, was going to give you a ride to the mall, <laughs> yeah. which he might. I don't know. He's not doing anything. <laughs> He's not busy. Um, Yeah, this creature starts to 
it raises its head and then raises its entire body out of the water and like keeps going up and up and up into the sky. And Jack like looks over the side of its body as water is pouring down it. Um, and, and he looks down at these like impossibly tall furry legs sticking out of the water beneath him. And uh, yeah, it's like this, this little, I mean, it was a huge creature, but like it had the humped back and the little head. And then just like these legs that are seemingly like impossibly long. Like yeah. I can't even fathom how long these legs actually are supposed to be. Uh, it's also kind of like the bean creatures from um, Satisfactory. There's these yeah. really tall beans that walk around. It's a funny yeah, little design of like the little thing on the big spindly legs. I like it. I'm a fan. Yeah, it uh, raises up out of the water and uh, the the Jawa creature sitting next to Jack explains, uh, well, the only way to keep from drowning is to make sure that your feet touch the ground. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That tracks. There's a great shot of, yeah, that beast standing atop its, its six huge legs and it starts to walk into the lake and like the lake, the water quickly like covers up all of the legs quickly catches up to the creature. So like there must be an extremely steep drop off. And uh, all we can see now is that same like humped back and, and its head and neck. So it looks like it's swimming through the water, but it's really walking towards the island mm-hmm. in the distance. I think that's a cool, cool setup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jack and the Jawas are riding along and Jack says to one of them, you know, how clever it is. He says that they use the creature to travel across the lake and uh, the Jawa takes offense to Jack's phrasing and says, well, we don't use the creature. The creature is, you know, the only thing that's able to cross the lake and it's actually generous enough to allow it to ride it. We don't use it. Like Mm. we couldn't do anything without this boy. Yeah. (laughs) Jack apologizes and realizes he was being disrespectful. Um, But the Jawa says to Jack that the creature, he has been in the lake forever, it says, and is all knowing and very wise. Um, And Jack, not letting any opportunity pass him by, like immediately goes to the front of the creature's body and like slides down its neck and sits directly behind its head Mm -hmm. and starts to address it directly, Um, which it seems like the creature does not want Jack to do. Like it ducks its head away lower into the water. Like, come on, like, leave me alone. I'm just trying to do you a favor here. (laughs) This wasn't part of the deal, man. (laughs) No talking. (laughs) It's like the guy who sits behind the bus driver and pesters him the whole time. Right. Yeah, exactly. I hate that guy. <laughs> Don't make me tap the sign. The opposite of me in an Uber, where <laughs> if the Uber driver starts talking to me, I'm like, no tip. <laughs> That's not true. This isn't what I paid for. <laughs> uh, Jack appeals to this this creature and asks if it can help him find a passage in time. Um, and the creature doesn't respond, but we can see its eye shifts and looks directly at Jack's sword. Um. And they keep traveling. Uh, they reach the island on the other side. It's like a similar rainforesty kind of vibe to the island that they just left. Mm-hmm. The Jawa creatures disembark and Jack jumps off of the creature as well. And he looks out into this forest and he's about to walk away. But the the creature pops its head up out of the water and actually speaks to Jack. Come with me. What? A passage in time. Yes. This is kind of the first time that we've actively sought like a time portal or some kind of way home. I mean, that's 
ostensibly what Jack is always seeking. But like, this is the first time we've spent in an episode where like the, the primary focus is Jack trying to find a way home. I feel like we haven't seen this since like Jack and the monks, where even then there wasn't really a time traveling portal. We also saw something similar in Jack and the Warrior Woman, where he's looking for the crystal where he could wish himself home. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, But it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't happen that often that he's like actively doing the thing that he's supposed to be doing. (laughs) The goal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The Samurai Jack goal. Most of the time, he's just trying to defend someone in this world run by Aku. But Mm -hmm. like this is the main thing he can do to make sure none of this happens is get back in time. So like, yeah, it's nice to finally have like another episode where like that's exactly what we're seeing him. He's back on the main quest line, not just doing side shit all the time. No, he's not cleaning up his inventory and (laughs) checking off the boxes. Yeah. Um, He uh, Jack jumps back on this creature. They sail away deeper into the rainforest towards like some jaggy stone cliffs that are shrouded in fog and they reach the edge of the lake and the creature cranes its neck up. There's a long pause, but then it lets out this big deafening roar into the mountainside. Like it's so loud. Jack has to like cover his ears sitting on the back of this thing. And there's another long pause. And then a shadow climbs over the side of the mountain in front of them. Um, And another large creature is approaching down the mountainside. It's this big red, like, scorpion-ish, bug-ish kind of creature. I'm not sure exactly what I would call it. Uh, Yeah, I don't know how I would describe it. It's got, like, they look like pincers, but they also kind of look like horns that are pointed forward. bull horns, yeah. Yeah, um, it's a weird design. (laughs) It's a weird design. I don't know that I'm against it, but, like, I don't, it's... (laughs) I don't know. They got to make it a little easier for me to describe on the show. Didn't you hear how good of a job I did with the the swimming walking creature? That was a cinch. Uh, that's okay. The next creature, I've got it. I've got it locked down. The next one, yeah. The next one's really easy. <laughs> uh, the tall creature explains to the uh, scorpionish creature. I'm going to call him the scorpionish creature, just like I called him Jawas earlier. This is yeah. what's going to make it easy for me to just get to clarify the though. The I don't think it has a tail for anyone listening. It doesn't. Nope. <laughs> but that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, it explains to him that uh, Jack is seeking a passage in time. And uh, this creature cocks its head and kind of like glances over at Jack and says, uh, is he the one? Uh, and the tall creature responds to him and says, perhaps he wields the sword. Uh, and Jack watches as they like whisper to each other. I like the whispering I think it's funny. too. <laughs> I've got like these giant booming voices, but yeah, they're whispering to. So Jack would easily be able to hear what they're saying, but yeah, they're just going. I love when cartoons just do like random babbling for not actual words. Yeah, very funny. And uh, this creature agrees that uh, it will take Jack on the next leg of the journey. And uh, Jack says, well, are you going to take me into the time passage? And the tall creature says, yes, yes, he is. So we're on our way. Um, cuts to nighttime. Jack is riding this creature up the side of the mountain. And uh, there's a violent windstorm in the distance, like up the mountain a little ways. Um, and inside this windstorm, we can see the figures of like these wispy shadow demons that are like crying out into the storm. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the design of these things. Yeah, I did, too. I, they're only here for like a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're yeah, kind of nondescript like shadows inside the storm, but they are cool. They're like a uh, candle Jack. I don't know if you remember that character from a different show. I don't remember what show it was. 
I know Samurai Jack. Freakazoid, was it? I know Freakazoid. Yeah, well, it, it's just got like a like a pointy head, like a almost like a sack or a hat. Fair enough. Yeah. Somebody out there will know. Its head is the Patriots logo. <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> now we're speaking to our fan base. <laughs> What's up, Sportos? Yeah, they they see these creatures in the storm above them and uh, the creature Jack grabs Jack and actually hurls him up the mountain directly into the storm. And Jack is surprised by this, but then like grits his teeth and determination as he lands and just starts fighting these these wispy shadow demons. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty cool scene, too. We get the really hard wind, like blowing Jack's like clothes and hair around. Yeah, uh, all all cool style, <laughs> all cool style. Jack is this is probably the coolest style Jack has in this entire episode. Um, I wanted to write down that this was a maelstrom he was in in my notes, but that's factually incorrect because a maelstrom is at sea. There has to be a body of water for it to be a maelstrom. I'll take your word for it. But I think maelstrom is like the most heavy metal word that exists. Mm -hmm. So I'll just keep it in mind for the next time where it might be an appropriate scenario. So just stay ready. Yeah, just keep that one in your pocket for now. Mm -hmm. That one's all for me, baby. Special little treat when I bust that one out. (laughs) But not this time. Um, (laughs) Jax, yeah, he's fighting in the storm. It's cool, yeah. It's like blowing his hair wildly, and it's really not much of a fight. He's These demons are swiping claws at him, and he's just cutting through them all as they like dissipate into the wind with like a shriek. Mm -hmm. Um, Not really much to speak about, and Jack defeats the final demon, and then the storm subsides, and uh, Jack ties up his hair, and then he snaps his head around real quick and like brusquely shouts at the creature like, have I passed your test? Yeah, he's he's really pissed about it. He's kind of fed up with this whole traveling scenario, but like he didn't even know he was getting himself into this. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's It seems like a weird like shift in his uh, demeanor for the episode. Yeah, like it, I if agree. he it kind of seems like he might not believe that the thing's actually taking him. Yeah, where it says it is. Yeah, he's a little sus, mm-hmm. as the kids say. Um, yeah, it just seemed like such a weird reaction for him. Uh, but he's yeah, he says, have I passed the test? And the creature says, yeah, you have. And then there's a large shriek, and Jack turns back around to see another huge creature, which is a big red pterodactyl dragon. Yep. Pterodactyl How'd I do that dragon. time? Pretty good. It reminds me of uh, the whole setting, even, not just the creature, but uh, like the the giant like cliffs that it's sitting on. They're like, um, like spires almost. Um, it kind of reminds me of dragon peak from dark souls Two. Okay. Yeah. Even the dragon. <laughs> it does seem kind of dark souls without having played that game. Like the vibe is like very much mm-hmm. kind of in that same vein. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I was into that shot. I don't play dark souls. What do you think I am? Some kind of good gamer. <laughs> No, I would never say that about you. That's right. Don't <laughs> don't be mistaken. Yeah, there's a big pterodactyl and it lets out a huge cry and then it cuts to commercial. And when it cuts back, I guess that exchange must have gone fine because Jack is flying through the mountainsides on the back of this gigantic creature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we skip all the nonsense where the two creatures have to whisper to each other for a minute. No whispering. Yeah, I know. As much <laughs> as we would have liked to have seen it, <laughs> they they have that conversation off air. And now Jack is... <laughs> Soaring through the sky on this pterodactyl. They're flying around like through the clouds um, around these like giant 
They look like like the mushroom mountains that are in the background of a Mario game, mm-hmm. like park peeking up through the clouds. It's weird to think that like this is. <laughs> it's weird to think that this is taking place on Earth because this is Earth. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, yeah, yeah. Like the idea that 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 lake creature, they say, well, it's it's always been here. Did it Has seem it always to you, been here? Did it seem to you like South America or like Central America? <laughs> that seemed to me like the Mushroom Kingdom for Mario. So like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think the intro when it when it first starts up, we get the picture of like what looks to me like a Mayan kind of city. Yeah. So that's I would fair. I would put us somewhere in like Central America, probably. But also the names of the locations, like one of them was Kojima, yeah, and then I think another true. one was like Kazuo, which is also Japanese sounding. Very Japanese, yeah. Weird. Um, but also the lizard man was dressed up as a <laughs> Venetian gondola pilot. So like, I don't know. <laughs> They're really just trying to confuse the issue. It's cultural assimilation. You know, the whole world is we're all just one human race. Yeah. Even that alien driving the gondola. Even the lizard man. We're all just humans. Um. Yeah, they're they're soaring through the sky. Jack is kind of like taking this all in and he actually smiles like it seems like he's finally kind of enjoying the journey. Just as he does that, the creature turns its body upside down and sends Jack in a free fall through the sky. (laughs) But he lands on his feet and bounces down like a big pointy metal structure. Uh, We don't really see what it is just yet, but he slides his way down the bottom of the structure to reveal that he has landed on this humongous head or helmet of like a big robotic titan Mm -hmm. and jack has found himself in the middle of like a vast junkyard just surrounded by these massive fallen robots that are like hundreds of times his size yeah it's pretty cool um some of the designs of the the robots heads are vaguely familiar yeah like it feels like there's some kind of a reference to something but i couldn't place what it would be almost like a yeah like a Power Rangers kind of thing. Yeah, or like a like Voltron, like an older like Yeah. Um, but they don't look exactly like it, but it feels like reminiscent of that. Like they were kind of trying right. to to invoke that. I think they were, yeah, which is cool to like think that like all these mighty warriors that we know from like old cartoons like that, like are now lying dead in this big graveyard and like yeah. we're about to find out why. I think that's kind of a fun touch. Yeah. Um yeah, Jack. He walks through this graveyard just past like piles and piles of all these robo scraps. And uh, in the distance, he can see a shining light and uh, he climbs his way to it and walks you know, through the junkyard a little bit more. And there's this very cool shot that happens as Jack approaches the light. Oh, yeah. It's a cool shot of we're just looking down at Jack's feet, like walking across the ground. But the horizon is like rolling up in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a cool shot of this very tall, thin gateway that's shining in a magnificent white light. And as the camera pans down this gateway, as he gets closer to it on the horizon, it goes down and down and down. And then finally, we can see that there is a black figure with glowing red eyes standing directly in front of the gateway. That was such a cool reveal of like, oh, he's at the portal. Oh, wait a minute. He's not done here. yet. <laughs> oh, wait, someone's here. Yeah. That was really cool. That was one of my favorite shots. And they really linger a long while. Yeah, they really linger on this guy's silhouette, too. Like, it feels like it held forever like before we got a reveal of uh, like what he actually looks like. Yeah, just like an ominous guardian, like in front of the portal. Um, Yeah, it was super cool. And and Jack walks into a, a clearing towards that guardian in front of the gateway. 
And uh, the camera does finally zoom in and we can see that he's like this very square shaped alien man with like teal skin Mm -hmm. and like a plateau head. He's a fun guy. Yeah, this this is another one of the characters that I remembered um, when he showed up. Yeah, this guy, he's well, I mean, as we'll discuss, he's an important character in the Samurai Jack lore anyway. But like his design is very cool and yeah, mm-hmm. striking. It kind of the, the glasses kind of give me like a Morpheus from the Matrix. Vibe. I had the exact same thought. My my <laughs> having never seen an entire Matrix movie, which I think is something I've admitted on this podcast before. Uh, <laughs> the very first thing I thought was, is this is like a Morpheus Matrix thing i had it had the very much the same vibe to me yeah but yeah that is like the most striking feature about this guy is he's wearing like a jet black suit with his jacket like flapping in the wind and yeah like these tiny little red glasses covering his eyes Mm -hmm. and jack introduces himself to this guardian and asks if this is the time portal that the the traveling creature spoke of and the man just says back to jack all he says is yep Jack asks if he can use the time portal and the man laughs in his face and just says, no. Yep. Would you be surprised to know that this is the same voice actor who voices Dimongo? Oh, my goodness. The uh, well, I was about to say, like the the audio effects that they must put on the voice. But like, maybe he's got some range. Yeah, he's also uh, one of the woolies in that episode. That tracks. Uh, he's he's all over this show. In fact. Um, and he's the big like shark alien from Lilo and Stitch. I did a lot of research into this guy. <laughs> that also, that's almost the exact same voice yes, as yeah. this character. Well, that's so why that I looked it up because I was like, ah, hold on. This guy's familiar. But then I saw that he was Demongo. Um, that's weird. Yeah, that's that crazy. one was wild to me. That's really cool, though. Good for this voice actor whose name I don't know, but you should because you're the one who brought it up. Oh, no, I had it up. <laughs> Be respectful, Brendan. Oh, no. Say his name. It's like Kevin something. <laughs> Kevin James, a great voice actor of our time. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Kevin Michael Richardson. Okay. That's a name that I've heard before, so mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense. Um, interesting. That is a... F- hey, that's a fun fact. Yeah. Um, Wow, the range. That's incredible. Um, Yeah, he laughs in Jack's face and just tells him, no, you cannot use the portal. Guardian. By what right do you deny me? For countless eons, I have guarded this magical power of time travel. All have been denied, from the mightiest of giants to the tiniest of warriors. You see, Samurai, only one man has been prophesied to defeat me, and that man is the only man who can use this time passage. And you, my man, ain't that man. (laughs) Yep. Really talking shit. Smack Jack down immediately before the fight even begins. Um, Jack sighs and admits that he was hoping that, you know, this was the one time he could avoid having to fight someone to, like, answer all of his problems. uh, Because he says, my mission is noble and just, which I'm sure everyone probably says when they go to Guardian. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm I'm here to destroy the world. (laughs) Can't you just let me through? This needs to happen. The world (laughs) needs to go. It's noble and just. <laughs> yeah. He's heard it before. Get in line, Jack. Uh, but Jack says, you know, I was hoping I could avoid the fight, but I'm just going to have to defeat you and then go through the portal. And the Guardian very confidently says back to Jack, he just says, ain't gonna happen. Um, 
This guy is cool as a cucumber. I love the Guardian. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack pulls out his sword, and the Guardian actually likes how Jack's going old school, he says. Yes, yeah. He pulls out basically the exact same sword from, like, his jacket. <laughs> yeah, he says, I got one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Whips it out, same sword, sword fight time. Uh, you have to imagine he's got, like, every... If he's been here for countless eons, he's just got, like, every weapon known to man, like, tucked away in his all-black jacket. <laughs> I think that's true, yeah. Based on what we see, yeah, I, that's <laughs> highly likely. Um, yeah, they're both holding holding swords, and there's a long standoff. And uh, the Guardian, he's got this big, toothy smile behind his sword raised in front of his face. And Jack leaps into battle and is just swinging his sword wildly. Uh, the Guardian is easily blocking Jack's attacks. Um, their swords clash, and the Guardian laughs in Jack's face and then goes on the offensive. Um Jack's able to block his attacks, but then gets like punched away and is like soaring through the sky after getting punched. Um, The Guardian leaps in midair to like smack Jack in midair. He's an excellent fighter so far from what Mm -hmm. we've seen. Um, And uh, he fucks Jack up a bit. Like he gets a few sword swipes in and knocks him around and like punches him and like knees him to the face. Um, He's really fucking Jack up. He knocks him into like a big pile of debris and his sword gets knocked away. And uh, he tells Jack again, like, hey, you know, you're not the one. You're not the prophesized one. Like, you can give up now if you would like to. Yeah, he's giving him him that out. Like, we don't have to do this. He gives him, like, second and third and fourth chances. Like, he really does not (laughs) want to have to do this. But, you know, do you think Jack would give up this easily so close to his goal? I mean, he might. He just he did randomly, walk up to that lake and like turn around yeah. after one try. He so. randomly gives up all the time. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. His conviction is like sometimes <laughs> strong, sometimes not. He's very fickle. Know. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants it to be easy. <laughs> Why can't anything be easy for Jack? He's always got to fight his way out of these things. Why can't he just, you know, talk his way out? Everyone's always hassling him. I know. It's tough. It's a tough existence. Um, yeah, he tells Jack he can give up, but that's not that's not going to work on Jack. He uh, gets up and picks up like this purple spear that's lying on the ground near him. Mm-hmm. The Guardian welcomes this new weapon and pulls out his own new weapon, which is uh, a pair of Psy, I believe they're called. Yep. The three pronged like daggers. Brendan, I had written in my notes uh, three pronged ninja daggers. Nice. <laughs> the ones that that ninja turtle uses. You know the one. I don't know which one. (laughs) I don't don't either. I wasn't born in 1979. I'm going to say Michelangelo. Uh, I'm going to say Raphael. Oh, you actually might be right. Mm. I'm not sure. Got to recap at (laughs) gmail.com. If anyone can confidently and no cheating, no looking this up online, we'll know. Uh, Let us know which Ninja Turtle owns which weapons i'm pretty sure donatello has like a staff i'm, yeah, I'm staff, very yeah. confident in that one and that's all i've got for you <laughs> yep um <laughs> jack's got this this spear now and he runs in and swings the spear at the guardian who again is just blocking and dodging jack's attacks pretty easily and uh, he starts swinging back at jack with the sigh uh, jack manages to catch one of them with his spear and like toss it away. And then he just takes one big swing with a spear at the guardian who catches it with his bare hands, like out of midair and uh, is impressed by Jack's fight. He actually says to Jack, you know, pretty good, but not good enough. And then snaps it in half and starts swiping at him with the two halves of the yeah. spear. <laughs> He's really going at Jack hard. Yeah. 
He's enjoying the fight. This probably does not happen to him very often, just looking around. No. Yeah, given given how hard it is to even get here, you have to gain the trust of three separate Eldritch beasts. You wonder then how like these giant Voltron robots got here. Maybe they like knew about it and didn't need the beasts because they would have never brought them. Could you fly over that water that pulls you down as long as you don't land on it? I had the same thought. Like, they're saying that this beast is the only, like, the, the tall creature is the only way to get across. But, like, I don't think the air pulls you down, does yeah, but, it? Yeah, because we saw the fly flying perfectly fine until it landed on the water. That's true. I don't know. Yeah, that one's maybe not as big of a deal as they made it out <laughs> to be. But Jack can't fly, so, you know, he had to find his it's way true. across. Um, It also makes me, like, want to see the fights that the guardian got in with these gigantic fucking robots. Cause like he's a big dude, but like he's roughly Jack size. I, yeah, um, he's actually a little shorter than Jack, isn't he? There's some shots where he's like Jack's height. And then some shots where he's like way taller, where I think it's just like a weird perspective. A perspective of the camera. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see like him fighting these robots and apparently defeating them like handily. Oh yeah. I imagine it would go something like a dragon ball Z fight. I don't think we'll ever get that chance, but it would be really cool. Um, yeah, the Guardian, he uh, he's enjoying the fight and laughing as, you know, he's Jack's dodging his attacks. Uh, but he says to Jack, dodge this. And then he whips out a big ass machine gun and starts unloading <laughs> like a never ending cliff at Jack. <laughs> he pulls out a fucking gun. <laughs> and it, it's like you said, it's just he just never stops shooting. And once in a while, it just shoots missiles. Yeah, he's got like a noob tube attachment shooting (laughs) missiles out at Jack, too. So it's like, this seems like cheating. (laughs) But he's got every weapon on him. Yeah, every single weapon known to man, even future weapons that we haven't even conceived of. I'm sure he's got in that black suit somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, Jack, he runs around. He's avoiding the bullets as best he can. Uh, He runs past like a big robot face that's got some shurikens stuck in in it. And uh, he gathers them up and hurls them towards the Guardian but then the Guardian produces <laughs> a second machine gun and <laughs> fires at the shurikens, knocking them out of the yeah. air while still focusing fire on Jack with the other gun. Yeah, he's got another slightly smaller gun. <laughs> he's got the little gun, yeah, for deflecting attacks, the big gun for getting the job done. <laughs> um, yeah, he's dual wielding now, firing at Jack, and Jack is completely unarmed, uh, but he runs and grabs two shields and covers himself up as bullets just start like pinging off of the shield surrounding him. The classic Samurai Jack double shield maneuver. It works for him 100% of the time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It has never not done a good job. Although the shields don't usually last forever, but mm. like at least, yeah, they've, they've saved Jack's hide on more than one occasion. So thank you shields. <laughs> um, yeah, he's hiding as the bullets are pinging off the shields, but then two of these missiles approach and Jack leaps into the air and spin kicks the missiles back towards the guardian. Yeah, he does. It's badass. It's fucking really badass <laughs> and takes the guardian completely by surprise too. Cause like they, they collide and just explode with him in this big, huge cloud of smoke. And when it finally subsides, the guardian is standing there just fuming mad and his jacket is all torn up now, and it looks like he's wearing, like, a wrestling leotard that's slung over one of his shoulders. <laughs> it kind of does, yeah. <laughs> like, instant outfit change from this attack from Jack. It's very funny. And he's mad at Jack. He actually says that he's mad at Jack for ruining his favorite suit, he says. <laughs> he, he lets out a big roar, 
and lunges at Jack with his gigantic hands and like huge rippling muscles that we can now see very clearly in Mm -hmm. this leotard. Got some hairs on his chest. Yeah, this is a man. This is what we aspire to. Do you think do you think he's got like an apartment set up around here? Like, cause he said that's his favorite suit, which implies he's got other ones. Like, do you think, he, do you think he goes home at night to this like little apartment among all the destroyed robots? <laughs> he's carved out a little home for himself, like yeah. Ray in uh, the Force Awakens, living in the <laughs> overturned eight yeah. at at. He goes that's home, possible. watches the circle. <laughs> he uh, yeah makes some instant ramen, and <laughs> turns the lights out, and puts goes on to his bunny time. slippers. <laughs> uh. I don't know. That's entirely possible. I'd like to see. Yeah, if this was his favorite suit, what else is he rocking? <laughs> I just want like a, a cutaway later on in the series where we just see him like bumming around his apartment. <laughs> it could happen. Um, Jack leaps in the air with his two shields still in hand. And the Guardian now just looks like the Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. um, just slamming his gigantic fists into Jack's shields. Uh, Jack tries to like swing at him with the shield, but the guardian rips it out of his hand and just fucking eats it. <laughs> yeah, he does. He takes it from his hands and devours the shield. <laughs> he bites through it with his gigantic chompers and yeah, eats the eats the metal shield. <laughs> this guy's hardcore. This guy's fucking tough. <laughs> yeah, Jack. Uh, He's lost his shield and the guardian pummels Jack's other shield until it just like explodes in a million pieces um, and knocks Jack away. And Jack uh, lifts himself up off the ground and says to the guardian, uh, I have never faced a foe with such strength and skill. So are we just going to do this every week now? Yeah, every week. This is the strongest person I've ever met. It's it's Get, turning into Dragon Ball Z. That's what it's doing. It literally is. Yeah. Progressively, like we're led to believe like each week is stronger than the last. <laughs> the like, power creep is real. <laughs> yeah. Jack's power levels are off the charts now. They're over 9000. <laughs> and then by the end of the show, it's like billions. Like, it's absurd. <laughs> yeah. You can't even count them. anymore. power level is not even a consideration. <laughs> but 9000. I remember the days when, you know, 9000 is enough to make Vegeta destroy his power scanner yeah i think back on it fondly oh goku you were such a young innocent lad and (laughs) you made some fucking stupid decisions and by the end of it you were still making stupid decisions you hadn't died yet (laughs) you hadn't not actually that by that point he had died oh had he i thought he oh yeah yeah because raditz would have killed him right that's exactly right we'll have to talk about it on our uh (laughs) <laughs> Our we don't have the time Dragon for this. Ball Z podcast. So many, there's so many episodes. Even if we did Dragon Ball Z Kai, I would not agree to this this podcast. You got to do it like they did it, like uh, on a All Systems Goku. We got to do like five episodes at a time. That's the only way. That's the yeah. only possible way we could do it. Uh, that will never happen. So please, nobody hold us to that. <laughs> yeah, just go listen to All Systems Goku for that. It's a great podcast. Great That's show, basically yeah. the the inspiration for what you and me are doing right now. <laughs> Um, anyway, all systems, Jack, that's, that would be a terrible, imagine if we had done that for our podcast name, all (laughs) systems, Samurai Jack. I'm still fond of great flaming eyebrows. (laughs) Uh, bonus episode is what we'll use that for. Um, yeah, the greatest foe Jack has ever faced, I guess. Um, although maybe that's true. Um, the guardian gives Jack one last chance. He gives him again, like another chance and he tells him like, Hey, like, again, you are not the one 
you need to leave before you die. Um, which Jack uh, refuses, of course, <laughs> and says, I really need to get to this time portal. So there is no way I'm going to give up the fight. Um, and he leaps up off the ground and tries to strike the Guardian barehanded. They're both unarmed. Um, the Guardian grabs Jack and just like slams him into the ground. Um, Jack swings his fist and like pummels the Guardian's head back and forth. But he looks totally unfazed and like grabs Jack's fist out of midair and hurls him into a wall behind him. And yeah, runs up to that wall and just starts like relentlessly pummeling Jack, just like hitting him with everything he's got and tosses Jack away and like brutally beats him into the dirt. Uh, basically like digging Jack's own grave for him with his mm -hmm. fists. Um, and Jack, he, he gets struck one last time and he's like completely knocked out cold laying on the ground with his broken body, like all twisted up. And he looks like really on death's door. Like this is the, like some of the worst that we've seen Jack on this show like, oh, yeah. physically. So Brendan, we have now reached the point of this episode that I would refer to as the most significant Samurai Jack lore moment since episode one. Yes. Yeah. Does that seem fair? I uh, yeah. No, <laughs> I would 100% uh, agree with that. <laughs> we get like little bits and pieces from time to time, but this is like a bombshell. This is concrete. This is like a really solid like yeah. glimpse of what's what we've got to work with. This is yeah, definitively trying to continue the story instead of just like what's Jack up to this week. Like this is this is canon. All right. I love this so much yeah, if you couldn't already tell. Cool. Uh, the Guardian picks up a giant boulder and is ready to just end Jack's life. He holds it up above his head and he says, Jack, he says to Jack, you'll never gain entrance to. And just as he's saying this, he stops as that portal behind him starts like glowing. It's like surging and kind of like flickering a little bit. Mm -hmm. And at first, the Guardian is like surprised to see that. But then he smiles and he just says very calmly. He's like, oh, all right, I understand. And he puts a boulder down beside him and lets out like a big whistle. And that pterodactyl creature flies back in and uh, the guardian scoops up Jack and puts him on this creature's back and it flies away. And here we go. As that creature flies away, the guardian turns to face the portal, which again is just this big empty void of like white light, like this big thin sliver of white light with nothing in it. Mm -hmm. And he says, out loud to the portal, you can't use it yet, Samurai Jack. And an image starts to form inside of this glowing white light. And we can see Samurai Jack. And the wind is blowing around him, and it looks like he actually might be riding. It kind of looks to me like he might be riding on that first traveling creature again. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of based on like the coloring of the ground that he's standing on. I could be wrong, but that's yeah, what I thought. It's, it's pretty close up on Jack, and we don't really get to see a lot of what's around him, but it does look like like the fur on that thing's neck, and he's kind of like I think, yeah. propped up against it. I think so. Um, and it is Jack, but there's something very different about Jack. He is an older man and his body is all cut up and like covered in scars. And he's got, we can tell that he's really older because he's got this big, long black beard and this flowing mane of black hair, like blowing behind him in the wind. Mm -hmm. 
And the most striking thing about Jack is he's wearing a crown on top of his head and he's got a big, brilliant red cape blowing behind him in the wind. (laughs) And so, again, the Guardian says, you can't use it yet, Samurai Jack. And then he just says, not yet, not yet. Oh my God, it's so cool. <laughs> fucking good. I'm getting goosebumps just even talking about <laughs> yeah, it. And I've already watched right it like, now, several yeah. times. It's so <laughs> fucking good. Okay, anyway, uh, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> it's so good. Watch it. I eat this shit up. Like yeah. not, we, we even just like, like we said, like we don't get a lot of lore moments on the show. So like, it's nice when we have fun things to like introduce into the greater Samurai Jack story. But like, even just this prophecy of like the fact that like, oh, okay, this portal is the answer. And we're going to see like Jack is going to get to this point at some point and he's a fucking king and he's got like his body's all fucked up and jacked and like, oh my God, what an incredible moment on this TV show yeah. that like, is like a, a high that we haven't had in such a long time. It's got me very excited to finally watch the fifth season when we get there. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, I really hope they pay this off like in a big way. Uh, Cause I, I don't know like you do, but I, I think, right. I don't though. So I'm very excited to like, I want them to come back here and talk to the guardian again. Very excited for it. <laughs> I'm trying to keep a blank face as much as possible. <laughs> Um, As you were describing it, I'm sitting here looking at my my Samurai Jack poster where he's got the beard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. Oh, man. Um, So I believe that this is the cover. The, one of the covers of the Samurai Jack graphic novels, I think, is King Jack. Like Jack in the same exact appearance that we just saw him on, in. Um, and, of course, the the graphic novels came after season four of the show – um, but are now considered not canon. Right, because they did wrap up the story before season five came out. Right. Um, and then when season five did come out, like that is now the canonical ending right. of Samurai Jack. Um, so like they did it there. I haven't read that, so I don't really know what that storyline with like King Jack looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, Brendan, I'll, I, okay. I will say this. Uh, what we just saw in this episode is brought up again in Samurai Jack. I mean, it has to be like, has, with such an incredible reveal like yeah. that. Yeah, they have to bring it back in some fashion. Um, they it it <laughs> it will return. Um, You're making me nervous now. <laughs> I absolutely love the way that it does return. I can't tell you anything about it. Like and to say anything would be a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way in which like this specific plot point is brought back up in season five of Samurai Jack is just like such an incredible like callback and, and like treat for the fans. I think some people didn't like it. I mean, naturally there's going to be people who yeah. don't like stuff like that. But um, for me, uh, the way that it is addressed later on, like I think it's really, really cool, but just Again, like we've both just said, like even the way that it's introduced in this moment is like yeah. just absolutely breathtaking. Like one of the best things that this show has. I ever love stuff done. like this. Uh, Adventure Time used to do it as well, where you get glimpses of like Finn in the future, and he's got like a robot yeah. arm, and you're like, "What the hell is going on here? <laughs> what happened?" Yeah, it just like all the questions are, "What happens to get to this yeah. point?" <laughs> Oh, man, it's so good. And even like, I don't know. So you want to talk about the majority of this episode of Jack traveling on the creatures? Um, 
I think it's fine. I think it's, it's kinda, fun. Kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not. There's not really anything to it. But like, we had a fun, a couple <laughs> fun moments with them. Yeah. It's pr- mostly um, uneventful until he gets to the guardian. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the payoff of that, the guardian is like such a cool character. Like their fight is really good. Jack tells him that he's one of the most imposing figures, which like we don't like when he does that. But this time around, Especially like not two weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah. God, please. If we were going to just keep doing that over and over again. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, he's he's a cool character uh, that um, has serious implications for the show. Uh, OK, I <laughs> I don't know what else I can say. I just I'm so. I'm so happy with this reveal. The first time I watched this, I was like stunned. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Um, and like it's, it's got me excited to keep moving forward in a way that I haven't really felt in a while. It's kind of been like a little stagnant. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Not a lot yeah. of advancement, but, but this kind of like reignited that in a way. Right. Again, you know, this is kind of the first significant thing we've had since, the opening movie or even more specifically, like I feel like episode one of the show, mm. like this is like the biggest moment we've had, I think since then. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't r- remember if there are any other like big plot points that happen in the rest of season three. Well, eh, there's some like prequel stuff that happens. We'll talk about it in upcoming weeks. Um, but I don't remember if there's anything that push pushes the plot forward until season five. Um, but like, yeah, like I said, I eat this shit up when like this kind of thing happens. I'm like, yes, give me this. This is all I want. Like, I want to see what Samurai Jack, like the story is really about. Um, I don't know. It was great. I loved it. It was very cool. Yep. Great episode. Great episode. Big rebound for me personally from last week, which I obviously didn't love that much. Mm. This one, even when I saw the name of the episode, I was so excited to get into it. So I'm glad it paid off as much yeah. as I remembered that it did. Uh, kind of a similar um, flow to it for as the last one, though, where it's kind of like the beginning is, uh, it's fun, but it's not really all that interesting. And then it ends with something <laughs> really like grandiose and, and awesome. <laughs> I guess like, I don't know, you want to talk about the implications on the Samurai Jack lore of Ra, the sun god, like... <laughs> intervening to help Jack defeat a foe like that's pretty big but I don't think like I don't know how much it matters yeah I liked it a lot Um, (laughs) that's okay we don't have to rehash that episode maybe we will in our season finale wrap up I'm sure that we will yeah we probably will that's kind of what we do on that that's kind of how that works (laughs) Uh, okay Brendan that was uh, episode 32 of Samurai Jack good stuff yeah even better stuff right now. We've got an email. We do email song, email song. It's the email song. Oh no, it's Christmas flavor. <laughs> hey Merry guys, oh, uh, this is from who is this from, Nick? You didn't give me a name. This is from this, this emails from Joseph. Thank Joseph. you, Joseph. Thank you, Joseph. It says, Hey guys, loved your latest episode about Jack and the zombies. Here's a couple thoughts I had while listening. Uh, While I'm not against Aku being able to raise the dead, I thought the demon lady was the one responsible. Uh, Aku knew what she was and what she would do, so he guided Jack to her graveyard. And I actually think that's probably a good point. Um, I think that's possible, yeah. But did we, wasn't there a shot where when Jack got there, Aku's eyes glow and that's when the zombies start to show up? The implication, yeah, because it it doesn't happen until Aku 
yeah, uses some power. Maybe. The implication is that Aku raises the dead himself. Or he's just like making contact. If we do want to say it's the the, the demon lady, we can right. say he's like making contact with her, being like, hey, wake up, somebody's here. I think I like that more than like, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to say more because like I do like the idea of like one of Aku's powers being that he can raise the dead. Yeah. Um, but I think I buy that explanation a little bit more where like Jack reaches that fork in the road and Aku's like, oh, I really hope he goes to the graveyard because I can ra- raise the dead. I think it's more interesting for him to be like, oh, I really hope Jack goes to that graveyard because I know there's a zombie lady there that can raise the dead. I feel like that's more interesting. Yeah, I think it. I think it is. Um, but the takeaway I got from it definitely seemed like it was Aku doing it. I thought um, so. But yeah. I, I like this idea of the, that. I do. The, like the, the siren one, the one that like flies at him being yeah. responsible she's great i still love her very mm-hmm. much i don't know i i think i called her at the time my favorite samurai jack side character one-off character i think uh, so perhaps i don't know maybe raw has overtaken that spot because he's <laughs> really fucking good i don't know hard to say uh yeah anyway joseph goes on to say uh, i think what happened with the sword tracks uh and i he's referring to the sword not being able to uh damage jack Right. Uh, He says, by this point, we know it's a holy sword created and imbued with goodness and light so much that it's deadly to Aku, the most evil thing or the most powerful evil in the universe. Uh, It makes a kind of sense that like Thor's Mjolnir, it refuses to work in the hands of evil. Uh, And I, you know, I'll I'll buy that. It just kind (laughs) of felt cheap in the moment to me. Um, I know it's going to take a lot for you to change your stance on the sword policy. <laughs> um, I think, I think the further separated from that, like, I think I do, I totally buy the explanation of why the sword oh. wasn't able to help Jack or hurt Jack. Um, and I think I have less of a problem than you do with it. Um, I know it was super convenient in that moment. I think the biggest problem that I have with it was the way Jack talked about it as in like, Oh yeah, I forgot. Like, oh, that's right. <laughs> like, if they had established it earlier in the show, right? And then he did forget, and we even forgot. Like, they could have established it like episode one, and then right. that's enough time where <clears throat> even the audience wouldn't remember. And then so the reveal, like, oh, everyone would have that same epiphany as Jack. Like, oh yeah, goddamn. Like, what were we worried right. about? I might have been able to. Yeah, that that might have. Made more sense, but yeah, for Jack to just be like, oh, right, yeah, I totally forgot that this is one of the rules that, like, nobody else knows, but I've known the whole time, but it just slipped my mind, and, like, him being scared of dying in that moment, mm. and then being like, oh, actually, you know what? We're good. Yeah, that just felt a little weird, Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't hate that it can't hurt him. I You'll find the love the for way it. You'll that figure it, it out. was revealed. You'll get there. Uh, thank you for the email, Joseph. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Joseph. Um, Good, solid points, as always. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Anyone else wants to send us an email, you could do so at gotarecap at gmail.com. Please definitely do that. You can be an email superstar, just like Joseph. Mm -hmm. Get your very own email song. Uh, Yeah, he got the special one this week. Yeah. Christmas flavor. (laughs) Um, What a treat for him and for everyone, really. An audit. Audio experience for the ages. Some yeah, say. once in a lifetime. That'll never happen again. Uh, not until next Christmas. Although I don't think there's enough episodes of the show to yeah, sustain us until then. I think then, we so. should be wrapped up by then. <laughs> Maybe we'll be on to bigger and better things like Dragon Ball Z, which then we'll be doing for years if we do it one episode at a time. Our Kingdom Hearts podcast. 
Oh, God. Nope. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Gotta recap at gmail.com. Uh, at Gotta Recap, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find us there. Uh, and as always, putting out the request to review on Apple Podcasts, but with a special twist this week. Pretty sure I saw online that Spotify is now going to allow for reviews of podcasts on their platform, uh, which I know that we have listeners out there on Spotify. Um, I tried to do it myself. I don't really know how it works. Um, so uh, maybe I'll try to find the rules for that before we record next time and explain it a little better on the show. But just keep your eye out for Spotify podcast reviews being a thing that you can do on Spotify. Um, and if you can do it, dropping us a five-star review would be a humongous help uh, to boost our show and get it in more listeners' ears. So whether you're on Apple, if you're on Spotify, five stars, we would be eternally grateful. Brendan, you yes. look like you're on Spotify right now trying to figure it out. Oh, I am. <laughs> Any success? You're calling me out. <laughs> it's okay. The listeners got to know that you don't pay attention while we record. <laughs> what? Uh, nope, no success. I have no idea how to do it, uh, which leads me to believe it might not be available yet. Yeah, I think they're slowly sort of rolling it out. So mm -hmm. if you don't see it on there, uh, hopefully you will by next time. I will certainly remind you as I do every week. Uh, so just fucking get on it and then you don't have to listen to me say it anymore. Yeah, come on. Hurry it up already. You ungrateful SOBs. <laughs> uh, we love you. Thank you for <laughs> listening to the show. Um, Brendan? Nick? I don't... I don't know. I don't even know. It's like I am coming down off the big high of the end of this week's episode. Like, just such a thrill. <laughs> yeah, uh, I loved it. I'm very excited to see where we go from here. We got some I, some cool episodes coming up as well. We do have some very cool episodes coming up that I think even more will contribute to the Samurai Jack lore, um, which, you know, we got to do a little world building. We've had enough mm -hmm. fucking around with all these little creatures and you know, little civilizations that Jack, you know, oh, Jack's in a wacky spot this time. Uh, I need some serious shit. Yeah, on here. I'm done with these tiny people and their tiny problems. I got to know how to properly write my Samurai Jack fan fiction. If I don't know the rules of this world, how am I supposed to do that? <laughs> I ship Jack and Demongo. Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to ship this podcast out of my mind forever based on what you just said. Uh, anyway. That's going to be the end of the episode this week. Uh, Merry Christmas to everyone who celebrates out there. Uh, to everyone who doesn't, uh, jo I don't know, jo like joyous solstice. Is that a thing? Um, I think that's in a couple days. I think this episode will be out after that. Well, I hope everyone had a great solstice out there. Thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.